0: The St. Louis Blues kept it relatively close to the Philadelphia Flyers and it was actually quite a good hockey game except for the outcome but other than that there are some positives that I'm going to touch on coming up here on Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues part of the Locked on Podcast Network your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Blues. I am your host of Locked On Blues, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you all things St. Louis Blues here, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, today I'm going to be talking about the Blues' loss to the Philadelphia Flyers and kind of recapping the game. Was this a bad home stretch that the Blues had? And of course, looking ahead to the Capitals as they both will be going back to back games one in Washington, and then of course, one game in St. Louis. Before I dive deeper into today's episode, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. So as I said, last night's game, I felt like was going to be a closer game despite it being a 4-2 loss, and I'll dive into that. Both of these teams are very similar. Both of these teams really did shake up their power plays as of recently, and they're not awful on the PK. I mean, the Flyers do lead the NHL, but the Blues are not bad on their PK at all. Joel Hofer was in net last night for St. Louis, and I have to say, you might say, oh, he's an experience. He's not, you know, as good as Biddington he does play a good game. And I think that the difference that Hofer makes in net is that he's a little bit risky. He makes more unconventional saves, but at the end of the day, I think that he's just developing. He's so young. He has a lot to learn, a lot to um, prove too as well. I mean, he's still the backup. He's going to be the backup. So for what it is, I have to say, I'm not mad at Joel Hofer in any way, but If you're going to put a blame on somebody, don't do it on Hofer because I thought he had a great game. And it's funny, Darkness, who is on the YouTube, we're doing a YouTube live stream, says Hofer was the only reason that game was close. Exactly. And that's the problem. If Bennington wasn't net, I don't think the game would have been kept as close. I really don't. I think that Hofer, he's risky, as I said. And when he gets out of the crease a little bit, you kind of like, you're like, oh, I don't want to see this. I don't want to watch this. But yet he's making those vital saves that ended up giving the Blues life last night. So I want to give out a big shout to my boy Joel Hofer last night. He actually got the third star of the game and he had 38 saves last night. Obviously not ideal that the Blues lost, but he did play a fantastic game, especially that first period. It was a little dicey, and he was able to um, keep them alive. So I wanted to put that out there first. So obviously, as I said in that first period, no, no goals were scored. It was a lot of back and forth. These two teams, oddly enough, were just playing full energy. I mean, there was no downtime whatsoever, and uh, the first period was very intense. In the second period, about one minute in, Flyers is forward. Scott Laden scored a goal, giving Philadelphia a 1-0 lead. Towards the end of the second period, Oscar Sunquest on the power play. That is right. The power play was able to equalize the game 1-1. And that was assisted by Captain Braden Shen. And then, of course, our boy Scott Peruvich. Unfortunately, Philadelphia answered back about a minute later with Ryan Paling giving Philadelphia the 2-1 lead heading into that final frame. In the final frame in the third period, about one minute in, so kind of the same way that it happened in that second period with Philadelphia, the Blues were able to get a goal, and my boy Braden Saad got his 11th goal of the season, equalizing the game 2-2, and that was assisted yet again by Captain Braden Shen and Jordan Cairo. Unfortunately, though, things did not go in the Blues' direction as Owen Tippett probably had one of the best goals I have seen in quite a while for Philadelphia. And the game was then 3-2. Obviously, that last minute and a half, what do you do when you're down? You're going to pull your goalie. And unfortunately for St. Louis, that resulted in the Flyers getting a goal as Joel Farabee got an empty netter goal that was unassisted. So while the final score was 4-2, that wasn't really the pattern of the game. I mean, as I did say, Owen Tippett got that goal about 14 and a half minutes into that third period. So you have about 55 minutes of hockey where it's back and forth, it's competitive. So the final score doesn't do this game justice whatsoever. I think this was a really good game between these two teams. But the one thing about Philadelphia that kind of made me realize the Blues' problems is that Philly was risky last night with some of the shots they were taking, and they were just so aggressive by the post. And they were a huge rebounding team now. They weren't always like that, but they have eventually became a rebounding team. So if the Blues just get a better positioning and just maintain that energy, take those shots that, you know, hey, they may not go in, but if you have somebody there that can rebound it, that could – evidently getting them those goals. So it was a good game last night, a good hockey game last night. And as I did say, the Blues were able to get another power play goal. So whatever Drew Bannister is doing, I know that he said that he was going to switch up not only the power play units, but he also was going to switch up how the power play is executed on the ice. And for me, I am seeing results as a consumer of this team. I am seeing the St. Louis Blues have much better results. So the Blues did move up yet again. I know, surprise, surprise, with their power play. So they went from being 32nd, 31st, 30, 29, 28th. They twentieth. They're the 27th worst power play unit in the NHL, which is huge. They went from 32nd to nail 27th, averaging 13.82% on the power play, which for me, I'm like, okay, let's go. So congratulations to the Blues because that is absolutely incredible with now 17 power play goals to this season. And they've been consecutive with getting these power play goals as of lately. So a huge step up for the Blues. And I do have to credit our boy your banister. I mean, I was upset just like you when Ruby got fired and I was like, okay, this really sucks. But your banister has been able to help this team progress. And he's been able to fix problems that we know they've been having. We know they've been struggling with that power play and your banisters, a fresh set of eyes. He's been with a lot of these guys at the Thunderbirds, mind you. So I feel like he was just a really good person to fill this interim position Because, as I said, there is success. And now that I'm looking at it, because something else kind of like peaked my mind or came across my mind, whatever you want to call it. The Blues have yet to have a losing streak under Coach Bannister, which gives me this. They play the Capitals tomorrow night. I will talk about that coming up. But, again, this is maybe a much-needed win As I don't want the Blues to begin a losing streak under Banny with all the success of the power play. Unfortunately for St. Louis, they do fall back into being the sixth team in that central division with still having 44 points. Not ideal whatsoever. Right now, my mind is in a couple places. This is not that 2018, 2019 season. So I'm not going to be too unrealistic. But if this team doesn't get 50 points by the end of the month, then the chances of going into the playoffs are done. I think that the NHL is a super competitive league. And if you're not getting those points in now, it's going to be very hard to play catch up. And I just don't think that the blues have, I mean, they have what it takes. Okay. I just don't think that, they're able to compete with some of these better teams and I hate to be that person but every point is crucial and that's why last night it's frustrating I mean they were able to equalize that game and unfortunately things didn't go their way but they held on the whole time but they just need to execute better they need to just get pucks in the back of the net find ways to do so be by the net Be able to rebound. It's just a frustrating situation, at least for me as a Blues fan, where I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? And I'm like, oh, nope, not executing. So it is what it is. I will be talking about the home stretch as a total in a second. But first, I want to let you know about my friends over at game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes that guesswork out of buying tickets. So the one thing I like a lot about Game Time is that they do have last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, and so much more, so you get even bigger discounts on top of the tickets that are at a low price. Game time seriously just wants you to go to these games and they make it as easy as possible. Another thing about Game Time is you can see where you're sitting before you even purchase the ticket. So you can have that view from your seat. You can look left, you can look right, you can look up, you can look down and all around. And you know exactly what you're getting when you purchase that ticket. If you're somebody like me that also wants to get your ticket right before the event begins because it will be at the lowest price, you can do that while you're in the parking lot. I'm telling you, Game Time just has your back. And that's why I'm like obsessed with Game Time. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Term supply again, create an account and redeem code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So I am asking you right now that if you're watching, do you think this was a successful homestand that the Blues just had? I'm going to share my thoughts, obviously, but I do want to hear from you as your fans as well, and I want to be able to have a conversation. So if you're on YouTube, you can always put it in the live chat that's going on. You can always tweet at Blues, but this is a conversation I want to open up to you as well. So let's talk about this homestand. Do I think this was a successful homestand? They lost to the Panthers. 5-1 loss where uh, Kachuk's son Matthew had a hat trick. They won against the Rangers, a 5-2 win, which was really good. They lost in overtime to the Bruins, 4-2. And then they lost to Philadelphia in regulation. I mean, not 4-2 against the Bruins, 4-3 against the Bruins. And then they lost against Philadelphia in regulation, 4-2. So do I think this was a successful homestand? (laughs) Well, let's go look at it points wise. So they got two points against the Rangers and one point against the Bruins. That's three points. That's math. Their total amount of points that they could have gotten were two, four, six, eight. So they got three out of eight points. When you do that math, that is below 50%. So statistically, no, this was not a good homestand. But if you're asking me about the power play, that was good. Like there is positives within this homestand. Beating the Rangers obviously was a good thing. They usually do very well against the Rangers as it is. But I I get frustrated because the Bruins game, I have to tell you, the refs sucked. And I do think that the Blues should have won that game. I think Case's goal really wasn't even offsides. His second one, not his first one, obviously. Um but even if they won that game, they would have just been four out of eight points, which is fine. But and that didn't happen. OK, that did not happen. And my concern with St. Louis is. You're able to make some nice comebacks, right? But they don't do well when they're not the first team that scores. And even when they are, if they go to overtime, they sometimes struggle. So what can this team do to fix that problem? What can this team do to be able to take a lead of the game and maintain that? Because I feel like they're always playing from behind, even when they're not. Even when they score first, I still feel like they're playing from behind. And I understand. The Panthers are on this crazy, crazy win streak. And they're a very good team, and there is no denying that. But you have that loss, and you beat the Rangers, You go to overtime against the Bruins, and you can't pull off that win, and then you're able to make a nice back-and-forth game with Philadelphia but end up losing, it confuses me greatly because here's the thing. and This is a conversation I've been wanting to have on this podcast. I've kind of hinted at it before, but is it worth keeping Bennington in net Or would you consider trading him for maybe some draft picks? I'm just putting this out there because I think Hofer's been improving. And as I said, he's a backup, right? He he hasn't played enough to prove to me that he should be your starting goalie. But something needs to change. And I don't necessarily know if there's going to be these big moves made at the trade deadline. Because I frankly do not trust Doug Armstrong right now with this team. So, yes, I think that this homestand had his positives. I think the power play improving is a good thing, but points wise, I am concerned that they're not able. I'm just concerned. I really am. And I don't know if I'm going to talk about this with Washington. I just don't know if this team is going to be able to have those chances of being in the playoffs, if they're not able to get those points that are so crucial at this point in this season. I could go on a whole rant about this, but that's basically my thoughts. So let me know in the comments what you think. Do you think this was a good homestand, a bad homestand? And if you do think it's a bad homestand, good hand, Just let me know a positive that you thought about this homestand. I thought that they, especially against the Rangers, really good game, really dominant game, big game for Jordan Cairo. I thought last night obviously didn't go the way that they expected it to go. But sunday has been stepping up, and uh, Kyra actually has been playing heavy. Kevin Hayes had have a couple of shots on net last night. Obviously didn't go in, but I did tell you they were going to feed the puck to Hazy, So that happened. All right. I'm going to tell you about my friends over at Sleeper. It's almost the halfway point in this season, Blues fans. And right now, I'm a little concerned about where they're at. Regardless of where we're at in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy hockey contests. And this is where different players like a Robert Thomas, a Jordan Cairo, a Jake Neighbors, an Oscar Sunquest could do you some good. Good. Okay. So all you do is have them record more or less their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves plus minus, and more in a given game. To win a hundred times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, blues fans. You can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail in your pick so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. So the St. Louis Blues will be at Washington tomorrow to take on the great Ovechkin and the Capitals. How do I feel about this game? Well, I feel like this is kind of a must win for the Blues, as I was saying. So the Capitals, I mean, listen, the Metropolitan is uber competitive and the Capitals are in seventh place right now. They only have 46 points while the Blues are in fifth in the central. Did I say fifth? I meant six. <laughs> six in the central with forty-four. So both of these teams really are just kind of similar, right? Except the fact that they have OV, who so said that's like not similar at all. But most recently, the Capitals, they lost two to one against the Rangers. And prior to the game when they hosted the Rangers, they won three, two. They lost to the Seattle Kraken that have been playing a lot better hockey. They defeated the LA Kings and then they lost. against the Canes. I do think when you compare these two teams, they're similar. As I said, the Capitals only have eight power. They only have 15 power play goals while the blues have 17. And I mean, statistically the Blues should win tomorrow night. When you compare them in that up in that sense, they should be the better team they should win. But the reason why it's so important for the blues to win is very simple. You don't want to go down this losing streak again. And the thing with the Blues is when they begin to lose, you can tell that these players kind of have a hard time getting out of that funk. And I think that they're just a better team than I give them credit for, than maybe you give them credit for. I mean, they have talent in St. Louis. It's just more of a question of what can the Blues do to best utilize that talent? And that becomes the issue. So as I said, tomorrow, they are at Washington to take on the Capitals. Saturday, they will be hosting the Capitals. And then the Blues go back on the road for a little bit for a three-game road trip against the Flames, the Canucks, and the Kraken. Yep, I'm panicking. (laughs) Ooh, not good at all. So that's why against the Capitals, it is important for them to get four out of four points. That would be ideal. Because the Flames, good team. The Canucks, good team. Like, the best team in the West. And then you have the Kraken that have been really successful as of lately. So, this is a time where St. Louis needs to step up, get those points, because those are not going to be easy games on the road at all. This is not good. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) This is not good. And it's funny, because I will say, oh, well, the Blues have a challenging schedule, but do the Blues actually have a challenging schedule or, or are they just maybe not that good? And every time they go on a little bit of a road trip, they're kind of set up for disaster. <laughs> and I know a couple of you were a little frustrated with me. They, You said, especially on Instagram um, and Twitter, you were like, you were kind of hard on the Blues against the Bruins. Yes, but sometimes the refs, at the end of the day, they're going to make calls that are not in your team's favor. They're going to make bad calls, and I can admit that, bad calls, right? But that you can't make excuses. You still need to find a way to win, and this is a team that just needs to dig deep, find a way to win. I feel like Robert Thomas, as I said, is always putting out 110% effort. Jordan Kyrie has been stepping it up, but I just need this team to do more for me, do more for you. I want this team to be a successful team, And I want the playoffs, but do I think they're going to miss it for the second year in a row? Probably. And uh, that sucks. So on that glorious note, because I'm just missed positivity over here. That was a really bad way to end this episode. This will be the end of today's episode. On tomorrow's episode, I will be giving you, obviously, Blues Capitals pregame show. So it should be fun to talk about that game since the Blues should win. And we will just keep the conversation. Wait, that game's on Thursday. Today's Tuesday. Guys, (laughs) I'm losing my mind. Okay, tomorrow we can, you know what? We'll still talk about losing capitals, but I think what I'm going to talk about is moves that can be made at the trade deadline because there's a lot that can be done. So look forward to that. I need to get some sleep. Obviously, I'm losing track of my days because I still think today is Monday, but it is Tuesday. So we're all good. All right. I will talk to you tomorrow per usual. And like always, let's go blues.